the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Talking about getting you to retirement one day at a time. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. What are some of your biggest financial home runs? People love that kind of story. I like the big financial strikeouts myself. I think this story is, uh, tell us a lot more than you would imagine. You know, the, one of the dumbest things I ever did financially was buy season tickets to the NHL Washington Capitals. And at the time, I totally enjoyed it. And I was totally into it. But it's 41 games. And it's, it was a 45-minute drive, plus parking, plus everything else. And, and I remember, like, about three games in, I'm like, I'm in over my head. I still have 38 more to go, and I'm like, I'm bored out of my mind. Like, it's a commitment. And it was, it was a lot of money. And then suddenly, like, at one point in time, you're, like, taking a girlfriend, or you're taking your best friend. And they're like, do you want to go on Friday? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay, let's do option number three. Um, hey, Mike, uh, you know, my radio producer, do you want to go? And he's like, sure. And you feel obligated to pay for him because he's not really in the situation of going to games, doesn't really want to go, but he's willing to go. <laughs> and uh, it just sucks. One of the biggest mistakes I ever made. So, and I, it's funny because uh, I look at like uh, basketball fans and Raider fans, especially Raider fans more than San Francisco. And I'm just like, you look like you have no money. How are you spending so much money when you look like you have no money? I think we've got a phone call, maybe JP in SF. JP, how are you? Hey, Rob, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call, man. Love the sure. show. You're very, very kind. And, um, I wouldn't love this show myself. I'd find it kind of annoying, but uh, what's up? Hey, yeah, so my retired question is, uh, I heard you once say you should be uh, contributing up to 15% of, of your total take-home for retirement. So in my case, I'm a government worker. Good. I'm currently contributing uh, about 11% into the state pension system. <clears throat> and and uh, the county there, they offer a 457 deferred comp plan. Sure. So should I be bumping that six percent, or to you know to get around the fifteen percent total you recommend, or is that going to be fifteen percent on top of the eleven percent I already contribute? Um, what do you do for the government? Um, let's just say I'm adult babysitter. Adult babysitter. Yeah. Okay. Um, in, in, I the, in the county jail there. Okay. So you're a correctional? Are you a correctional officer? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I work. Oh man, I would love to pick your brain because I I imagine you've seen a lot of things, but um, and you're going to get a pension from. A county. It's uh, the CalPERS. Okay, perfect. So thanks for the call. Um, you're in a situation where you need to supplement your income. It's a lot like teachers. It's a lot like firefighters. It's a lot like police. 
And, you know, thank you for what you do, because we need those adult babysitters per se. And Lord knows I'm not going to do it. Um, <clears throat> but you're going to get a nice pension. And the more you can put aside, the better your choices will be in retirement. And maybe that means you have to sacrifice today to put more aside. Um, you said you're at 11%. There's something called, and let me go backwards for the listeners. There's something called a 401k. It's tied towards corporations that are for profit. Mm-hmm. Uh, KDOW is owned by Salem Broadcasting, and they're a for-profit company. Uh, so we have a 401k, but you know, if I were to date a school teacher, she might be in a 457 type of scenario. Or if I were to date maybe someone who works um, in charity work, it might be a 403b if it's a nonprofit. Um, so 401k, 403b, 457, 457 tend to be tied towards those government workers, state workers, federal workers. And um, yeah, I'd contribute everything you can <clears throat> and, and sacrifice the now JP. So it's it'll give you more options when you retire. Maybe you'll say, I get my full pension at 26 years, or you have to wait till 31, and you'll say, whoa, I can wait till I'm 31 and, and you know, kind of scale back my hours a little bit and get more money, or it's just going to give you more options. So in retirement, I kind of want the, the, the option to have grandchildren. And to have grandchildren, for the record, you have to have children. I think that's kind of part of parcel again goes that, but I think grandchildren sounds like a pretty cool job. Children sounds like, Oh my God, you mean I have to feed this kid? (laughs) Or as my mother, as my mother said, you have to change their diapers. And she's like, I did, I changed your diaper. I did my job. And I'm like, your job is changing. And she goes, if I didn't change your diaper, your, your wee wee would have fallen off. I'm like, wait, what did you say? Mom, mom, too much information. Too much information, mom. So I think being a grandparent sounds a lot better than being a parent, right? Right. All right. All right. All right. Um, and I want you to be the best grandparent where, you know, all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. right, Where you have, all right. All right. right, Wouldn't you love to have Matthew McConaughey as your godfather or your grandparent? That would be pretty cool. All right. All right. All right. Dude plays bongos nude. There's nothing wrong with that. He didn't come from Italy. He didn't come bearing a, an offer you cannot refuse. Okay, is it me or were the Godfather movies a little overrated? Can we be fair? Can we say a little overrated? A little bit, maybe? Try to watch the three Godfather movies on a weekend. and I, I challenge you. It's so funny because I work with people that think they're Italian. <laughs> And they talk about being good Italians. And you're not Italian. So, that's all I'm going to say. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, so, yeah, max out what you can so you have options in retirement. And you can retire earlier or later. Or you can retire wealthier or poorer. Or you can decide to leave money to children or not. One of the biggest mistakes people make is they go all out on their first kid. Madeline! Hey, Madeline! Oh, Madeline's walking today. Let's buy Madeline some shoes, some Nikes. And, like, poor little Madeline doesn't have a concept of what's going on, and you're, you're strapping $100 shoes on her. It's something that 20-somethings and 30-somethings do. And 
uh, I was a fifth boy, so I didn't just have hand-me-downs. I had hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs of hand-me-downs. So, you think I ever saw new clothes in my life? Look at me now, and you'll be like, you've never, ever bought new clothes. Um, the people I feel the worst about when I first moved to the Bay Area almost 20 years ago was... Uh, BM, uh, Marin was the BMW capital of the world. Not because Marin had the highest job income in the world. It's because people are taking money out of their house to buy cars. And to me, a car gets from point A to point B. And I like a good truck um, because it's useful and people want to borrow it. And like you can say, sure, you can do whatever you want with my truck. But if you lend them your BMW, you're like, no, 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 you can't. No, there's no, no beverages allowed. No, no. Um, I've never gotten people who've overspent on cars. I'd rather overspend on vacations, but you choose. I'd rather have money in retirement. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Don't you like the, uh, the clap track? Sounds like a door slamming. Bang. Bang. I used to like playing music <laughs> where you actually had instruments. Um, that's one of the things I like about Jimmy Fallon's band. Uh, they all play instruments. And like, that's so rare in this day and age, like to see people play instruments that aren't, uh, well, I'll just shut up at this point in time. Um, places to retire. Tony Mendez, Bay area loan People can find you and use you as a mortgage lender. Um, I'm looking at using you probably twice in the next two years uh, to secure some loans. And we were t- talking about some of those things last night uh, while I drove back from my college party, <laughs> frat party. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't a college frat party, but it was, oh, boy, it, that was either great. that was either re- very refreshing or a reality check that you're getting a little older. But yeah, <laughs> so I gave a speech at a college yeah. and it's like everyone looked 12 and uh the political correctness that you have to say, like I would say things like, yeah, if you want to go on and, you know, uh, I'd talk to a girl and say, yeah, you know, just make sure in your twenties that you date a couple boys and you kind of learn what you like and don't like. So when you marry, you can kind of have some, an idea of what you're looking for in your thirties. Uh, and the professor's like, you got to say when girls can date girls and boys can date boys. I'm like, do I have to, <laughs> like, is there anything else in, term that I'm going to mess up or put my foot in my mouth and say it incorrectly. So anyway, um, these were young people who are going to go out and look for their first home. And honestly, they're not going to be able to afford it. And I think I talked earlier of, they should just get a bucket of, and never touch it of down payment and a bucket and never touch it called emergency fund. And it's, it's tough to give advice like that because they want to live and they look at cash as, Ooh, uh, it's a bonus. It's like people with the IRS and they get their, their checks back and they're like, it's, it's, I'm going to spend this on a car or something. And it's your own money. They're just giving it back to you. So, cause you gave too much of the, to them. So, um, yeah, I think you hit some really good points. Uh, and I was thinking about what I would tell somebody who was coming out of college uh, on, you know, how to 
buy a house or how to prepare for buying a house. And and I think you, you don't want to get the first thing you don't want to do is get overwhelmed. Um, and it does take some time, especially if you're somewhere in the Bay Area. And uh, I would almost expect you to start considering going out of state. Uh, I think I was talking to someone who has six friends in college and only one of them stuck around. Um, maybe I think it was you who told me that story that five of them had moved to places like Portland or Sacramento or Seattle um, because of the affordability levels. Uh, but starting early, like things like credit, start with thinking about what you're going to do with your student loans. Um, are you renting by yourself? Or are you renting with other people to try to save money? I think all of these, these things are really uh, a good factor, but it all comes down to employment. It's a numbers game at near the end. If you're making enough money of, yeah, you're going to be able to afford a house. There's a lot of low down payment products that are available in the market. Without the basics, without having a budget, without having uh, your credit fixed, without not running up a lot of debt. Um, I know a lot of people go out and buy cars right when they get their first job. Um, and then they could get in the habit of continually buying a car. And then that turns into, well, that's expensive. Maybe I need to run up my credit card debt. And that's the mistake a lot of young people make. I made the mistake. Um, the one thing I kind of disagreed with you on, you said, don't mess up your credit in the twenties. I said, if you eventually, if you do mess up your credit, that's where you'd want to do it because you, when you do get to the thirties and forties that you, and you want to have that house and you want to get the best rates, um, you, you kind of, it's kind of a lesson learned and you want to learn it early. If you can avoid it, great. Um, yeah, that's all I'm saying is avoid it. Yeah. Just, Ask mom just, and dad for help. Just avoid it. You know, get that secure credit card and, and, and start, um, um, you know, building those habits. But yeah, get your bucket together. Start thinking about that house. So, how about retirees? Have you, do you how many loans do you do for people who quite a bit don't have income coming in but have assets? And that's a different type of mortgage you have to get. Wow, um, that is a, a pretty unique mortgage. Uh, it, uh, when you have assets and you can, you don't even have credit. You don't have to have income. You need that equity. There are going to be lenders for you. Period. Okay, and it's, it doesn't have to be much. It can be twenty five, thirty percent down. Yeah, you're going to be paying a higher interest rate, but it's always the goal to get to that low interest rate, that, that more secured time, a thirty year fix instead of a five year arm balloon or something like that. So um, there are loans called asset depletion loans. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have probably the most conservative calculation on asset depletion, where you can go to a portfolio lender and they can almost double or triple that type of calculation. For example. Let's say you have three hundred sixty thousand of qualified assets. You, you can draw off of. You're not actually drawing off of. They're calculating an, a an income. Right. You just divide it by the term of the loan, three hundred sixty by three hundred sixty thousand, and that gives you thousand dollars a month. So that can be some income, but it, that only gets bigger as you work towards some of those portfolio lenders. So that the and you can add that to Social Security income, pension income, any kind of part time or self employed income. So uh, going into retirement, there are opportunities for people to get loans. With assets like that. So it's interesting because um, I know someone who's looking for a retirement home now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's lived in a home, I'm guessing about 55, 60 years. And he's for the first time looking into a retirement community because he's looking at it though differently because he sees the prices going up and he kind of wants to do something for his family, like get a home that is going to appreciate in value. It's also going to be a place that he goes to. And the thing that I like about it is uh, as far as buying in a retirement community, there's something to be said for keeping mom and dad in a social environment versus all by themselves in their home. And, and, and one more product. And I, that you mentioned retirement 
facilities like that, uh, you can do a reversed mortgage purchase yeah. where you take assets in and then you actually don't have a payment going into that retirement home. So some people are cashing out on their houses and into a retirement community somewhere else and doing a reverse mortgage purchase, which is a very interesting product. Which is very interesting. Yeah. Um, 800-516-1220. That's Tony Mendez. You can find out more about him at com. It's com. So far, we've hit on you know college kids and saving for enough of a down payment. We've hit on retirees and using their home as collateral and using their assets as collateral. Um Potentially to get into a mortgage because mortgages, they're going to look at you. The lenders are, and they're going to say he earns X amount of dollars, but if you're not earning money in retirement, you got to have some of that quote unquote collateral to work with. I just saw a list of the top 10 places to retire. Um, and it kind of made me happy to take a look at this list because um, it's pretty romantic. So number one, well, let's do a top five from the home offices in Scottsdale, Arizona, <laughs> uh, Columbia. Number four, Costa Rica. Number three, Ecuador. Number two, Panama. And the number one place to retire outside the United States for an American, Mexico. And the best thing about it is they give you a hat and they put Doritos in the hat. So you're going to wear a sombrero with Doritos. And people can, and there's going to be sauce on the top of that. So that's your gift for retiring there. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome, welcome. Good day. It's Turkey Week. It's a shortened week of trading on Wall Street. So keep that in mind. Um... This is the time of year where on Wall Street things are seasonally friendly. We tend to end kind of on the strong note because people are thinking, I'll buy something and go on vacation. I'll buy something and then call it a week. Not a lot of thought goes into trading conditions. Trading conditions are thinner than usual. Um, Where the market goes on a day-by-day basis doesn't really matter this time of year, in my opinion, because it's done on very low volumes. It's not a trend as much as it is a um, short-term blip, per se. Tax reform is a big issue on people's heads right now. Getting it done before the end of the year will not be easy. So the market has effectively been saying, you know, will we do it? Will we not? Will we do it? Will we not? I still haven't done dove deep down into the tax reform, to be quite honest with you. I kind of want to see how the other side of Congress plays it before I I go, this means good things for the stock market. I never want to jump the gun with you. I never want to be one who over-assumes. I think valuations are pretty high. And with no tax reform, valuations are pretty high, and 2018 turns into a different year. With tax reform depending on how it goes with corporate tax cuts, we could have another 8 to 15% gain before we go, whoa, valuations are super high again. Walmart's in the news. Goldman Sachs downgraded the stock. Um, I, I would say they probably downgraded the stock more so than the company themselves, just because the stock's had a great year. Marvel Technologies, 
not Marvel superheroes. So they're Marvel Technologies, not Marvel superheroes, Marvel Technologies. So they're going to acquire Cavium Networks for about $6 billion. That's a pretty big, big kickoff to, you know, Merger Mondays. There's a little political uncertainty in Germany going on right now. They never formed a coalition government. The Free Democratic Party cited irreconcilable differences in the fracture. And that raises the specter of Chancellor Angela Merkel and how she's going to govern with the minority government or Germany calling for a new election altogether. I don't I don't understand necessarily um, how some elections happen in the world. Uh, but Germany's, uh, to say the least, Angela Merkel has been a big proponent of a, Europe, a unified Europe and they're just fractured. Are they moving more towards a French model right now? That is the assumption. And the French model of how do they approach free markets and how do they approach trade is a little bit more on the closed side, of economically speaking. Again, not the biggest news in the world. With that said, Turkey Day coming up, right? What do we need to know about Turkey Day? Um, thank you. Uh, Microsoft has a great website uh, tied towards Bing on finding the best deals out on Black Friday. I am a proponent of shopping on Black Friday online, preferably versus in a store, uh, so that you can stay with friends and family versus run around like an idiot. Microsoft Bing has a truly useful repository of Black Friday ads from retailers all over the country. There's another app out there called Slick Deals, which is a community of frugal shoppers. Uh, in my opinion, it's on my phone. I use it once a year. But Microsoft being to the rescue has the best Black Friday ad repository I've seen or used. Um, they'll show you ads of things like Michael Stores or Best Buy or Toys R Us, JCPenney's, and even Amazon. Slick Deals gives kind of a personal addiction feel to me of trying to say, woo, 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 woo. They've got an Xbox for 55% off. And then, like, a couple minutes later, you're like, you see someone has, has an Xbox for 60% off. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. So there's kind of that, that, that sense of it, right? It's almost a game. But it is turkey time. And question for you. We buy a big, fat turkey once a year, right? Would you imagine turkeys are more expensive or cheaper during this time of year? I'll give you a second to think about that. Are turkeys more expensive or cheaper during the month of November, the one month that we tend to buy turkeys? And uh, a little Jeopardy music. Do, 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 do. Are turkeys more expensive or cheaper this time of year? Alex for 100. Wrong! Don't you wish he would be a little more animated? Turkeys are surprisingly cheaper this month versus other months. So we kind of have a winter, winter, chicken dinner kind of thing going on. But in this case, it's a winter, winter, turkey dinner. The cost of turkeys drop significantly around Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving is a great holiday, which... Uh, 
I'm not going to get into political ramifications. I'm going to say it's a great holiday for friends and family to get together. People consume huge, huge amounts of turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, pie. What's your favorite type of pie? Mine's, I prefer, myself, is an apple pie. That's the kind of guy I am. Not a big pecan pie kind of guy. One of the strangest things about the holiday is that a few days before everyone starts cooking, whole turkeys are suddenly massively discounted at supermarkets and grocery stores. The price falls just before Thanksgiving and stays low through Christmas. In average, about 10% lower than the month of September. So things come down. Now, there's a demand curve theory, economically speaking, that I'm not going to terribly bore you with. But Turkey Day creates that demand curve. People expect turkey prices to rise because more people are buying birds. And you'd think the supply and demand kind of issues, demand, 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 would win, right? Um... I'm not the biggest turkey fan, for the record. I'm starting to think about this. I'm like, I like the mashed potatoes. I like the pie. Like I'm, starting to, I'm getting into turkey mindset, right? There's a fixed quantity of something to sell, and demand for the product spikes. Therefore, prices rise. This is why a dozen long stem roses um, during Valentine's Day tends to cost a lot more during February than it does during any other time of the year. That's called the demand curve. The demand curve for turkey shifts outward at Thanksgiving, which means people at this time of the year are interested in buying more of the birds, regardless of price, even as the most casual shopper in food stores this week can observe that increase or that shift in demand as more people are buying turkeys to cook. It's what you, the expectations are. You start small, and you think, Big expectations for turkey. But prices of turkeys are high throughout the year, and they actually fall during the month of November and December. Each Thanksgiving is something a little bit different. Um, And there's also things like bird flu and things like that that come into it. Um, But supermarkets that sell turkeys year-round make the bird a featured item. And they try to get you into the store for other items. So, again, the price per pound goes lower because they're trying to get you to buy something else. Um, The Department of Agriculture in the United States. Get in my belly, you turkey. Um, What's interesting about turkeys and, and, and bacon and pigs is pork bellies. Uh, it's the amount of, of the birds or the animals, per se, in this case, that are in cold storage in the United States. It builds throughout the year before peaking around in September or October, and then it plunges in November and December. And it's tied towards, again, how long it, it takes to grow, and this is just weird that I'm talking about this, a bird from egg to let's cut its head off. There's 500 to 600 million pounds of turkey in cold storage by the end of summer. And the cold storage is something that becomes a cost factor. How long can you keep bird cold or animal cold? Um, And that's expensive when you have to put electricity in the formula. It's a really crazy thought. But yes, Thanksgiving is the time of the year where turkey actually costs less, not more. 
So Nomura is up there, and they're a big research company, and they're talking about Amazon today. And they're saying the, the stock is going to keep rallying. How's that for an end-of-the-year Christmas party? Woohoo! Thank you. They looked at Amazon's margin structure, and they basically said the company's building a moat around itself, and they think that the company can drive up about 1,000 basis points of gross margins. And it's pretty impressive with what Amazon's pulling off, and they have a price target of about almost 1400 1360 on Amazon. I'm going to do most of my Black Friday shopping online, and something tells me most of it's going to come through Amazon, right? I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Coming up. More Rob Black. 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 Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. There's a man out there who started Roku, who is now a billionaire, as the company has come public and done quite well. Roku. I've had a Roku player, and it's nice. And there were some channels that you can add, and early on, there were some like just awful channels. It would be like the Rob Black Dog Channel. And you'd, you'd say, let's see what the Rob Black Dog Channel is all about. And you would add it, and it's exactly what you thought, Rob Black walking dogs. And you're like, that's not not good. So the CEO of Roku has evolved the company nicely. Anthony Wood, he kind of incubated streaming while he was working at Netflix. He owns 27 million Roku shares as he started the company, but he kind of learned his craft at Netflix. He's worth about $1.3 billion from taking what he saw going on in Netflix and saying, okay, there's going to have to be a hardware angle on this. Roku beat revenue estimates and they posted a narrower than expected loss of the first quarter. Stock surged. And then on Friday, the stock started getting, you started feeling the shorts come into power on it. When it comes to streaming, I don't care how I get my Netflix. I just, I want my Netflix. I don't care if it's a Roku box. I don't care if it's Apple TV. I don't care if it's my Samsung product. I'm okay with it. So to me, this starts to turn into this like kind of crazy civil war. Nobody wins. We both lose. Um, I'm scared of Roku. I won't invest in it. I think they have a great product. If I had a kid going to college, I might give them a Roku and say, hey, you can watch Netflix from your dorm room. You can, if you've got Wi-Fi, you can do that, right? But that's as far as I go. And it shows you my level of concern with, I don't ever want to be wrong when it comes to investing. I would much rather play the game of, of uh, moderation when it comes to investing. When it comes to love, bet big, bet your whole heart, do everything you can, go all in. I'm totally with you. Um, can't ride with the kings if you stay in the stables, you know? Um, now, sometimes when you ride with the kings, you take a spear to the head. I'm that guy in any Mad Max film. I'm the guy who, I'm like the governor of a city 
who the bad guys capture and put on the hood of a car and, and shoot arrows into. I'm the guy who, in the days of the cavalry, I'm like, dun, 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 dun. I'd be going over the hill and the Indian arrows like find me first. Um, I don't really believe in bravery when it comes to investing. I just don't do it. It's just not me. Um, what do I think about 2018? I think 2018 is going to be a good year. So I start sending some like mixed messages. I think 2018 is going to be a great year because 2017 was a great year. And I believe in capitalism a lot more so than I believe in being right or wrong. It's just all, it's all out there. So Credit Suisse, Deutsche Bank, UBS, BMO, Capital, they're all telling their clients, look for double-digit returns in 2018. So the basic narrative is don't sell now. Enjoy the domestic and international economic growth and low interest rates that can keep valuations high. But, of course, when you hear low interest rates can keep valuations high, you have to start thinking, what if interest rates go higher? And that is the concern. Corporate earnings and the economy are proven. Um, they're improving nicely. That's a trend that should propel stock prices higher. Now, I'm kind of remaining static right now when it comes to risks out there. So we're eyeballing interest rates for sure. They're going to grind higher, but slower than expected. Earnings per share, you know, a lot's going to happen with the corporate tax reform in 2018. That's going to be a big issue. Um, I'm up, I'm up for a good 2018. I'm up for a good 2018. Not a great, but good. And again, on the back of what I would refer to as low interest rates and capitalism. You know, Black Friday is right around the corner and Americans are going to spend because we have jobs. I don't know if that's a tenant that I totally believe in, um, but it's kind of a tenant that's been true for a long time. Long time. So, eyeballing the tax reform for sure. Eyeballing what's going on with Angela Merkel in Germany. Sad about the news on the elephant ban or the, uh, we can bring big trophies home. Who needs a big trophy? Who needs an uh, elephant tusk other than an elephant, right? Uber today has announced that they've agreed to buy 24,000 SUVs from Volvo to start setting up a driverless automobile fleet, a driverless automobile fleet. Um, the XC90s, they're about $47,000, and they're going to pick up 24,000 of them. And Uber's going to add sensors and software to permit the pilot-less driving of the vehicles. So Uber's order steps up efforts to replace human drivers. Robot parade is happening. They're taking our jobs. For car makers, news of Uber buying vehicles at a commercial level means potential new sales, but also limiting disruption of people not buying cars. Big story in 2018. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.